Today is Wednesday, June 28, 2023. I am Mark Beavis. Welcome to the program. On the show today, inflation is slowing in Canada, but it is still far above the 2% target rate set by the Bank of Canada. We're going to look at the latest CPI numbers. Plus, what do the economists say about the most recent numbers and how that will affect the Bank of Canada's rate decision when they meet again next month? Also, we have a strong earnings report from Alimentation Coutard and a hefty dividend hike as well. We'll dive deeper into those numbers. Costco is following Netflix's lead and cracking down on cheaters. We're going to discuss that. Finally, Sam Bankman-Fried is back in the news after losing his most recent court battle. Let's get started with today's news. The Canadian CPI numbers are out and they were released yesterday showing that the index rose 3.4% year over year in May following an increase of 4.4% last month. This is the smallest increase we've seen now since June of 2021. The biggest contributor to the decrease was gasoline prices, which were down 18.3% year over year. If we strip that out and exclude gasoline, CPI rose 4.4% in May following May's 4.9% increase. The largest contributor to the increase year over year was mortgage interest costs, which were up 29.9%. If you strip this cost out of the calculation, CPI rose actually 2.5% in May. On a monthly basis, CPI was up 0.4% in May. Let's take a moment and try and put these numbers into context. In the first half of 2022, we experienced a huge surge in inflation due to, in large part, the Russian invasion in Ukraine. In June 2022, the year-over-year inflation rate was 8.1%. Well, here we are now a year out, and those numbers are forming the base for what we're seeing today. In other words, the May 2023 numbers that we're seeing now are being compared to a year ago, May 2022. And this is really important to keep in mind as we look at these numbers, as we consider what's known as the base year effect and how uh, that has the effect that will have on how we interpret these price movements. The best example I can probably give right now is energy prices. And the new numbers show that energy prices fell 12.4% in May when we compare them to the same month a year ago. We have to remember though that a year ago, these prices were high and very uncertain due to the conflict over in Ukraine. And so the base price, the starting point is really, really high. Gasoline prices fell 18.3% in May 2023 compared to a year ago in 2022. But on a monthly basis in April to May of this year, they fell only 0.8%. That's following a 6.3% increase in April. So we're seeing year over year big numbers, but when we drill down to month over month, prices were down less than 1%. Prices for fuel, oil, and other fuels also are reflected in this base effect. They are fall, they have fallen 36.9% year over year, and this comes following a, a decline of 14.8% in April. Another example of this, mortgage interest costs rose again for the fastest pace on record. The mortgage interest cost index rose 29.9% on a year over year basis in May, and that follows a 28.5% increase in April. This is now the third consecutive month where this was the largest increase on record. And what we're seeing here, uh, we're seeing Canadians who are having to renew their mortgages that are maturing now. And this is really where the impact of the, the um, you know buying or getting your mortgage at a lower rate, having say a five-year term now coming to maturity, we're seeing the effects of these higher interest rates and they can be pretty dramatic. Another area that remains a huge problem is grocery prices. And in the most recent report, grocery prices rose 9% year over year, which is double uh, the pace of the headline inflation. We saw a 9.1% increase in April 
So this is just a continuation of that. The highest year-over-year -year increases were in edible fats and oils, uh, up 20%. We saw bakery products up 15% and cereal products up 13.6%. Quick aside here, uh, my mother just left after visiting our home for two weeks and she filled our freezer half full of things like cakes and pies and cookies. And I'm not sure that I'm going to want to see my uh, July MasterCard bill when that comes in. Now, full credit to my mom. She actually goes out and buys the supplies. So I'm kind of joking there. Uh, mom, if you're watching this video, thank you for uh, filling our freezer with all those treats, especially at such a high cost. Now, food purchased from restaurants this past month increased 6.8% in May, that's year over year. And we saw another 6.4% increase in April. So going out, dining in restaurants uh, continues to uh, be expensive. Some good news that we saw come out of this report, year over year, we paid 8.2% less for cellular data plans, which is the largest year over year decline since April of 2022. So what are the economists saying about these new numbers and, and how are they gonna affect the Bank of Canada's decision as to whether they should decrease hold or increase interest rates when they meet uh, next month. Well, there are mixed reviews out there, but most are leaning to either holding or increasing the interest rates. The headline inflation numbers from yesterday pretty much matched the expectations we saw out there, but a number of economists are feeling that core inflation readings um, moderately decreased the odds of a further rate hike in July, but there is a feeling that the, the pressure might be easing on the central bank to, um, to tighten monetary policy. When we look at the swap markets out there, they are showing about a 57% chance that the Bank of Canada will raise interest rates by another quarter point on July the 12th, uh, down from 64% chance just before this data came out. Let's look at what some economists are actually saying out there to get a, a closer look at how this, this might impact the Bank of Canada. Stephen Brown is the Deputy Chief North American Economist at Capital Economics, and he predicts that while both headline and core inflation in May slowed compared to April, it probably won't be enough to persuade the Bank of Canada to stand pat on its meeting next month. He's looking for another 25 basis points hike. In July. Royce Mendez, he is the managing director and head of macro strategy at Desjardins Capital Markets. He says that we shouldn't be fooled by this sharp drop off, and he noted that the uh, total inflation decline is mostly, as we talked about earlier, due to uh, energy prices. They're being compared to the peak of 2022. Uh, he notes that the three month annualized headline inflation is still running at about 6%, uh, 6.6%, and this leads him to conclude that the Bank of Canada will raise rates another 25 basis points in July. Uh, Derek Holt, who is the VP at Scotiabank Economics, he feels that the new numbers will give the Bank of Canada a little more breathing room to potentially spread the further tightening out. And he feels it's less likely now that the Bank of Canada will uh, go through with the back-to-back -back hikes as it would turn out. He feels that there will be another further 25 base point increase in Q3 2023, but he's calling more for a delay uh, for that to happen in September rather than in July. Uh, Leslie Preston, who is the managing director and senior economist at TD Economics, he says that inflation continued to cool in May, as we saw, but progress is unlikely to be enough to prevent the Bank of Canada from raising interest rates uh, in July. Alimentation Coutard is up around 3.5% this morning after it announced very strong, attractive Q4 2023 and full year results um, yesterday. Net earnings were reported at $670.7 million for the fourth quarter of fiscal 2023, and that compares to 
$477.7 million for the fourth quarter of 2022. Uh, Year-over-year adjusted net earnings, approximately $698 million compared with $573 million for the same period a year earlier. Adjusted diluted net earnings per share increased 29% from the same quarter of last year. Total merchandise and service revenues were up 4.2 billion, so that is an 11% increase. And same store merchandise revenues increased by 4.9% in Canada, 3.3% in the US and 3% in Europe and other regions. They did note as well that growth of expenses for the fourth quarter of fiscal 2023 were up 8.8%. When we look at the full fiscal year for 2023, net earnings per diluted share were 3.06 compared to 2.52 in fiscal 2022. So that's an increase of 21.4%. Adjusted diluted net earnings per share were $3.12 compared to 2.6 for fiscal 2022. So that's another attractive increase of 20%. They also announced their continued um, share buyback activity. So during Q4 and fiscal 2023, they repurchased $434 million worth of shares in the quarter and $2.3 billion for the entire year. That's 52 million shares that they were repurchased under their program, which ended on April the 25th, 2023. They renewed the program. They renewed their repurchase program, which allows them to repurchase another 5% of shares outstanding as of July 20th, 2023. When it comes to their dividend, the company increased a whopping 26.9% for their dividend for fiscal 2023 was 41.75 cents per share. That's going up to 53 cents per share. Now on this program last week, I announced that Netflix has been seeing a lot of success with their crackdown on password sharing. It looks now like Costco is learning from that and taking a page from Netflix book. On Tuesday, they announced that they're cracking down on people who are sneaking into their stores, into their clubs, to uh, shop with other people's cards. Now, they've always um, asked for membership cards when you check out. Those of you who are Costco members will know that. But a lot of people apparently have been using these self-checkout registers um, to bypass that and using other people's cards. So it says that they will now start looking for photo ID if necessary when you're checking out there. The company says it has noticed a lot more abuse um, of card sharing since it expanded their self-checkout network to more of its stores. The company said in a statement, we don't feel it's right that non-members receive the same benefits and pricing as our members. Costco's business model is quite unique in that the bulk of their earnings actually come from the membership fees and this helps them cover their expenses and also keep prices low. And we think about over the last three years, um, basically membership-based warehouse clubs have uh, started to attract more customers and a bigger share of their wallets. We think back to the pandemic and the outbreak of the pandemic when a lot of shoppers you know, went to these uh, big box stores to uh, load up on toilet paper, load up on hand sanitizer, and would have taken out memberships there. Well, then now they're continuing to go there and predominantly they're getting cheaper gas and a bulk size food during this period of higher inflation. Now, Costco shares have risen about 17% so far this year. Sam's Club, which is owned by Walmart, has also seen its membership count hit a a record highs. A US judge on Tuesday denied 31-year-old former billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried's bid to throw out most of the US government's criminal case against him, which accuses the uh, FTX founder of orchestrating a multi-billion dollar fraud. The decision by US District Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan now clears the way for a trial which is scheduled to start on October the 2nd. Quick reminder, prosecutors have accused Bankman-Fried of stealing billions of dollars worth of FTX customer funds and used those uh, to cover losses at his um, Alameda Research Hedge Fund. 
They've also accused him of misleading investors and lenders and contributing illegally to U.S. political campaigns in the names of colleagues. Now, Bankman-Fried has pleaded not guilty to these charges. He's denied stealing funds. Uh, He did acknowledge, though, that FTX had inadequate risk management. I think that's probably quite obvious. In May, uh, he had asked the judge to dismiss at least 11 of the 13 fraud and conspiracy charges that he faces, but those uh, charges were, uh, those requests rather, were denied in this most recent ruling. And as you might expect, a spokesman for Bankman Free declined to comment. Coming up this week, after market hours today, Micron Technology will be announcing their earnings. And if there's anything exciting there, we'll be sure to talk about that on our next report. Thursday, Nike is going to report and the US GDP numbers will be out. A quick programming note, Brandon and I will be here on Friday for our next live session. Next Monday, though, on my regular market update here, I'll be taking the day off to celebrate Canada Day. And also we have friends visiting from America. So we'll have uh, July 1st and July 4th sandwiched in there. But I will be back on Wednesday uh, for my first July update. As always, I thank you for watching the show today. We have a link for our Investing Academy in the description below. We'll see you on Friday for my live session uh, with Brandon. 